Welcome to Brave, Bold, Brilliant. Your host, Jeanette Linfoot, talks to incredible people about their experiences and unleashing their full potential. From the boardroom tables of big international business to the dining room tables of entrepreneurial startups, embracing opportunities, overcoming challenges, taking risks, while staying true to yourself is where the magic happens. Hi, it's Jeanette here. If you're enjoying Brave, Bold, Brilliant, I'd love it if you'd subscribe, share with your friends and leave a five-star review. Let's do it. Here's the show. So do you want to create a business plan that is going to allow you to deliver millions into your business? So I'm going to share with you what a business plan is all about, why you need it, what's included in it, And importantly, what are the things that you need to consider when you're writing a business plan for your business or you might have a portfolio of businesses? So sometimes this can seem quite daunting. (laughs) So I don't know if ever you feel a little bit overwhelmed about where to start when you are trying to put together a business plan. And very often when we're starting a new business or we have maybe a small or mid-sized business, we haven't always necessarily formalized that with a specific business plan behind it. But there are many reasons why it's useful to have a robust business plan. So I'm going to take you through that to really remove some of the worries, the concerns that you may have, and just to guide you through the process because it doesn't have to be complicated at all. It can be as detailed or as light touch as you feel is needed for your business. But to have a plan means that you can actually know where you're heading and you've got a much greater chance of getting there. So essentially, what is a business plan? Well, a business plan is a document that it describes your business. It sets out the future for your business objectives and the strategic direction that you're going to take and the steps you're going to put into place in order to achieve your goals, uh, be they financial or non-financial. So it gives the reader a really good overview of what your business is about, where you're heading, what the financial returns are, and all of the detail behind that. So there are many reasons why having a good business plan in place is absolutely essential. So, you know, it sometimes it could be like, if you don't have a plan, how do you know where you're going, how you're going to get there? So a business plan acts as your guiding light in order to allow you to scale up, to grow, and to be absolutely clear about what your position in the market is versus your competitors. So I've got 12 reasons why you need a business plan. Now, there are many more, but these 12 will just give you a sense as to the benefits of having a good business plan. Now, if you haven't done already, you might want to grab a pen and paper so you can just take some notes down because I'm going to go through quite a lot of detail over the next sort of 10, 15 minutes or so. So settle in, grab that pen and paper, and I'm going to get going with the reasons why you need a business plan and the benefits of having in a plan. So the first thing is it provides that absolute clarity of your purpose and your vision. It really means that as a leader of your business, you know where you're heading. 
It lays out, the second point is it lays out that strategic roadmap. So if you think about, you know, the vision being the what and the purpose being the why, the strategy is the how. How are you going to get there? So your business plan will include that strategic roadmap, which covers all aspects of your business. It sets those clear goals and objectives, the really proper metrics included that means you know what you need to achieve operationally, financially, etc. And it allows you to stress test your thinking as well. Because sometimes as a business leader or as a, a head, someone that heads up a department or a team, you can have a lot of this in your head. So it's great to get it out of your head and onto paper because then you can, you know, you can bounce it around, check in that it's actually right and allows you to stress test it. So that's the third reason why having a good business plan can be massively helpful. Um, it also allows you and it encourages, encourages you actually to assess your competitor environment, you know, because you have to look at where you sit in the market, you know, and really understand what are your unique selling points? How are you different to your competitors? And where do you sit in that competitor landscape? So it kind of forces you to do that really and take that macro view of the world. And that, of course, then leads on to how you might want to develop the product, the service that you offer. It provides a framework as well to brainstorm with your teams. It's a great way to bring your teams together. Very often, I have found through, gosh, the 27 years I've had in business that sometimes the best ideas are sitting with your team, with the people that face the customers day in, day out. So when you actually have a business plan, it allows you to get that input from your team and then they feel very much part of the future, that they own it and they understand fully where the business is heading and where their role is within that. So it's a great way to actually get that input. Number seven is all about finance. So any business that wants to scale up or grow or start needs some form of capital. Now, anyone that's going to invest in your business, whether that is even, you know, applying to the bank manager for a loan or an overdraft facility, or if you're looking to attract an angel investor or to maybe, you know, get someone to come in and partner it in exchange for equity, they are going to want to see your business plan. So having a robust plan that actually showcases why they should invest with you and what the returns are likely to be is absolutely critical. And also when you're raising finance, very often you I see businesses that haven't actually decided what they're going to do with the finance once they get it. So having a business plan forces you to decide how you will actually invest those funds and what that is going to do to the performance of the business overall. Point number nine, you can share it with your teams so that everyone is on the same page. Everyone knows where you're heading, what you're trying to trying to achieve and the part they play. Specific sections within your business plan can also be used for communication. So, you know, in there, you will have probably something around your brand values. And I'm going to talk about what should be included in a business plan shortly. But essentially, you can use elements of your business plan for internal communication and external communication as well. So that is a massive win because again, it ensures you have consistency of, of messaging internally and externally. 
It also gives you a specific plan to measure against. So if you have a business plan with, you know, the key financial metrics and the the measures of success for your business, that can then translate all the way down to your team's objectives. And that means that, you know, can be linked to, to performance, to the reward and remuneration. So the business plan absolutely gets, you know, you focused on those numbers as well. Um, And then in terms of the final point I want to make is it allows you to attract talent into your business. If you're looking to scale and grow, you know, you have to have a high performing team that can make all the difference. And anyone that is actually considering joining your business, not only are you assessing them, but they're also assessing you. So, you know, having a robust, clear business plan that lays out the future, you know, allows you to attract talent that can help actually drive the business forward. So there's so many reasons why having a business plan is really important. I hope that's given you a bit of a flavour why um, having a business plan in place is, is, is important. But let's get into what should be included. Now, again, you know, there will be different views on, on this, but what I want to share with you is the structure of business plans that I have put into the businesses that I've run in the past that I actually apply to the portfolio of the businesses that I have today, myself with our property investment business, my mentoring business, my advisory business, you know, so, and I do a lot of mergers and acquisitions and various deals. So I see a lot of business plans over the years. Um, So what I'm going to take you through now really is a summary of what I think should be included in a robust, good business plan. So again, grab that pen and paper. You might want to actually just jot some of this down. So um, typically, a business plan would be in, in a Word document, maybe with some supporting documents, you know, in Excel or whatever. But the first section is the executive summary. Now, the executive summary, it's just really needs to be a concise summary illustrating the key points that are covered in more detail in the sections below. Now, I think an exec, a good exec summary hits you between the eyes. Essentially, if no one even reads past the exec summary, they should be able to get a great sense of what your business is about, what's unique about it, what's the performance, where are you heading, and those key metrics. So it's a real snapshot, but a very powerful, summarised, simple articulation of the overall business plan. So that's the first section, the executive summary. The second section is about your mission, your vision, and your strategy. So it's really easy to get kind of confused between this. So let me just lay out how I see these elements. So The mission is essentially your what. What are you trying to achieve? What do you stand for? Your vision, your purpose and your vision is your reason why, why you exist. And then the strategy is the how, the strategic roadmap, how you are going to get there. And then importantly, you know, your people and the network that you're in is the who, who is going to deliver it. So that section of mission, vision and strategy should clearly articulate what you're all about as a business, what your purpose and your reason why is and how, where you're heading and where, how you're going to get there and with those key drivers. The next section, section three, an overview of the business. So the business overview in simple terms is a description of the business. So that could include, it just, this isn't exhaustive again, this is just to give you a context. That could include the legal structure, 
maybe the, the formation of the history of the business, the type of business and its scope of the operations that it offers, location, the product and services, target customers and clients, and that's sort of the means of doing business, you know. So is it a bricks and mortar operation? Is it a mail order? Is it internet, etc.? So, So the means of doing business. That business overview of section three just really covers all of that in a snapshot. Then we get into section four. So products and services. So this is really where you're getting into more of the nitty gritty of the products and services that you offer. A brief description of those, as well as details of your existing customers and also future target customers. So this is also a a great section to include any product initiatives that you have coming down the pipeline. So if you've planned to diversify, for example, this is where you would actually articulate that. So products and services. And then the next section is all about the operational plan. So that essentially is an explanation of the business functions, the physical setup, responsibilities for specific tasks, etc. I would then include a section on brand, customer, sales and marketing. Now, depending on the size of your business, you might split that out. Um, but Obviously, having a strong brand position, your identity and what you're all about, how you differentiate yourself, including any sub brands that you may have. This is where you would really be showcasing that. And what are the USPs of the brand that actually kind of is a thread, the glue throughout the the organization? Um, The customer here is is important. So you might actually include a breakdown of your existing customers. So the the demographics, the lifetime value of those customers, different segments that you might be targeting, you know, the average selling price of the products they buy from you, the level of repeat business, et cetera, et cetera. So what does, you know, what does your typical client look like? Um, And also, are there any future target customers that you're going for? So in that customer piece. I mean, this could be really extensive because if you're trying to create a truly customer-centric business, you need to be able to segment your database so you can see who are your high net worth clients um, compared to your lower value clients because you will have different strategies and products for each of them. Um, The next section is market analysis. So what's happening in the market? Now, this allows you to sort of take, I suppose, a more macro view of what's happening externally from your organisation. So the prior sections have all been about the internal business. Um, This is much more around the externals. So it could include, you know, the macroeconomic data. It could include the size of the overall sector that you operate in. Uh, It could include, you know, the geographical location for cast growth projections for the sector overall, um, etc. So what's going on in the market? The next section, competitor analysis. Now here, you're, you're able to actually almost, well, what I've often done is plot where the organizations that the businesses that I've run sat sit versus competitors. Um, so you can do this in many ways, but it's quite useful just to have a simple four box matrix with sort of two criteria on each axis, and then you can plot where you sit versus your competitors. It allows you to also check in whether you're in a very crowded space or if actually you're in quite a unique position in the market, offering something quite different to everybody else. Um, Also here, you might want to include specific details of competitor activity, 
what has actually, um, you know, it might be some mergers that have gone on. It could be certain businesses that maybe have struggled and failed. Um, it could be that you have new entrants coming into the market or you might have, you know, f- your financial visibility of a competitor business uh, that you can actually include some of those metrics. You can also include in here a, a SWOT analysis as well. Um, so, you know, you can, with all of these aspects of your business plan, you can pull them out as individual sections. But actually, I think it's quite useful to have one big document that has everything in. And then what you can then do is almost pick and mix, pick out relevant separate sections that you might want to use for a specific audience at a different time. So yeah, included in here could also be a SWOT analysis that looks at your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities and threats. Um, so that's that's also a great addition here too. Um I would then be looking to see a section on your leadership team. You know, who are the key people in your business that are driving the performance? Uh, So here you might include a, you know, a sort of simple organization structure chart so that people can see what the various functions are where they sit in in relation to each other. And importantly, you know, who's leading those different functions for your business. Now, this is relevant whether you're a small and medium size or a large business, actually, in particular, if you're looking to raise finance or you might be looking to sell your business, in which case the leadership team is absolutely key, right? Because, you know, they will be the ones that are taking the business forward for a potential investor or someone that might be acquiring the business. So details on on who are the key movers and shakers in your business. A little bio on, on sort of their background, their credentials is also helpful here. And, you know, a nice little mugshot photo of, of, of each person as well can be helpful. Um, also, sometimes what can be can be very, really useful here, depending on how much detail you want to go into, is almost who are your rising stars? Who's the talent in your business that is maybe coming up through the ranks? Could be the next layer down, for example, from the leadership team. So that can also be included here. Now, the next section is a meaty one because this is all about the financial plan. Um, And this can sometimes be where people get a little bit daunted uh, because it's the numbers. (laughs) Uh, So in this section, again, depending on the size of your business, depending on, you know, the kind of growth trajectory you're on, um, you would include more or less detail. But there are some basic basic financial reports that should be included here. So the obvious ones are your profit and loss account, balance sheet, cash flow. And then you might also have other key performance indicators that are very specific and relevant to your business. Um, You might also include here, this is where you would include any funding requirements if you're looking to raise finance and also how that evolves over the next sort of two, three, maybe even five years. The plans that you're going to use those funds for any anticipated need for future funding and ongoing business expenses. And if you're preparing for a sale um, where you may be actually uh, prepared to give away some equity to your business, you might even include a valuation here. That is not the norm necessarily, but it can be included if required. And then the final section, actually the last last to one final section, is the projections. So where are those financial numbers heading over the forward trajectory? I would normally recommend looking at, for a small business, two or three year financial plan. 
For a more established business, you might look over a five-year plan. So depending on the stage that you're at, uh, those projections could be for a longer period of time or a shorter period of time. But certainly as a minimum, I would recommend two to three years for a small business or a startup and then five years for a more established business. And what that does, that gives a real clear view where the business is heading from a financial point of view. That also means anyone that's looking to either join the team or to invest in the business, they're able to see how their investment is likely to perform over the forthcoming years. So there's a lot in there. And then the final section would normally just be a summary overview section. So there's a lot in there, isn't there? I appreciate I have cantered through <laughs> a rate of knots, um, but there's, there is a lot. There can be a lot of detail, but equally, what I would say is you can dial up or dial down the level of detail according to the size of your business. You know, if you're a very small business or a startup, you don't need to use a hammer to smash a nut. However, it's important that you do have some semblance of a business plan. So pick the parts which are relevant to you. You definitely need the numbers in there and you definitely need to have, you know, some of those core elements that I spoke about before, but maybe not all of them. So just the final thing I wanted to run through very quickly are some considerations for you when you're writing your business plan. So there are loads of things to consider as we've just gone through in terms of the content. Um, but some of the things that I think are worthy of a particular note are, you know, get clarity on your vision, your mission and your strategy for the business, because that really is the core of where you're starting. If you are, if you're not clear on that, then it's like building a house on sand, you know, because if you don't know where you're heading, you don't know what you're all about, then the rest of the business plan isn't going to, isn't going to hold good. So get really clear on that. And if you're not clear on it, you know, bounce it around with your team, get input. It doesn't have to be an overnight thing that you immediately know all of this stuff, but get clear on that. Um, remember that a business plan represents your thinking at a point in time. You know, it reflects your position in the market today and in and your future view, but it's not set in stone forever. It will change and you should actually review your business plan. I would recommend one to two times a year. You might do it quarterly, but you're certainly, you know, a couple of times a year would I would re would review it because the world changes and your your performance will change. And whilst it's important to update your business plan, a well thought through business plan, it does have a set, have longevity as well. It wouldn't be changing every single week, for example. So when you write in your business plan, consider also the key stakeholders that that is for. You are appealing to remember your internal team, your suppliers, potential partners, investors, maybe government and industry officials that are interested in your business, potential acquisition targets, could be future employees, financial institutions. So all of these people, all these stakeholders could have an interest. So bear that in mind as you're writing it. Now, you can't necessarily appeal to all of them all of the time, but the various sections will appeal to different people. People. So I would see, you know, it, it very much is a living, breathing document that will evolve over time, but it does need to have longevity um, as well, or, or certainly a semblance of longevity about it. Now, and creating your business plan, remember, it's a brilliant way to engage your team and to get input, to really stress test your thinking. You know, as a leader, sometimes it can be tempting to hold everything into yourself. Uh, 
and that can be quite dangerous and a very lonely place. So share it with your team, get their input. It makes them feel really valued, involved in it. And importantly, they understand the part they can play and get excited about the future. You know, uh, that's what it's all about, really. Uh, as I say, a business plan is very critical when you're raising finance or you're bringing investors into your business. So pay attention to those those numbers. Make sure you know your numbers, even if it's as simple as going to your bank manager and applying for an overdraft facility. You know, it doesn't have to be complicated, but you do need to know your numbers. Um, and in the financial section, when you're pulling together those details, make sure you step back a little bit as well from those detailed numbers just to really reflect on the big picture because sometimes we can actually be so engrossed in the detail that we don't step back and go, oh, does this sort of, does it look right? Does it feel right? Are the trends going in the right direction or are there some funny things going on with the profit and loss account that don't make sense, for example? So do the detail, but step back as well and, and just really stress, you know, te te test that it feels and it looks right. Is it the right shape? Um, don't be daunted when writing your business plan. Break it down into each section. And you can actually also delegate those sections to key people in the business um, as well to help you so it becomes a team effort. And, you know, sometimes the philosophy of less is more can have more of an impact than trying to cram absolutely everything in and making it overcomplicated and, and a total muddled mess. So just, just bear that in mind. I think it's a real art and a skill to create simplicity out of complexity. Um, and the final point I would say is, which sounds a little bit crazy, enjoy the process. You know, there's often a sense of relief. When I work with my mentee clients one-to-one, -one, if they haven't got a business plan, when we actually work through this together, there's almost this sense of relief that, oh gosh, I've got it out of my head, down onto paper. I can really see the future and I'm able now to shape it going forward. So it can really help with the clarity, a sense of direction, control. Um, and as I say, importantly, brings everyone together under one clear vision and roadmap. So I hope that has been helpful. I've covered a huge amount in a very short space of time. So I hope it's helpful. Um, now, and also what I did say uh, when I was um, setting all of this up was that I wanted to be able to, you know, give you a little thank you for joining me, right? So I'm actually going to invite you to join me on the Business Impact Seminar that I am running on the 30th of September. Um, it's totally free. We're going to be covering how you can scale up your business, scale up your career. You know, we'll talk about you know, aspects around all of this. So, you know, it's not just about the business plan. It's about your vision. It's your growth mindset, how you become an effective networker. So we've touched on just one small aspect here with the business plan. But on that business impact seminar, I'm going to go into more detail to really help you scale up and grow. I am genuinely passionate about helping people achieve their full potential. It's not easy on your own doing this stuff. So, you know, if I can help in any way at all, I really, really 
appreciate being able to do that for all of you. So as I say, if you'd like to join me, that is wonderful. I'd love to see you there. I'm going to put the link in the comment actually, or if you're listening to this, um, if it's on on the podcast, then you'll be able to get the link as well um, in the show notes. So yeah, don't be afraid. Life is too short. Um, Let's crack on. Let's scale up. Let's grow. Let's grab those opportunities. You know, you can achieve anything you want in life but it helps if you've got a few people to support you on the journey, right? So um, I'm more than happy to do that with each and every one of you. So whatever you're doing, have a fabulous rest of the day. And remember, be brave, be bold and be brilliant. Take care. Bye now. I really hope you've enjoyed Brave, Bold, Brilliant. Don't forget to subscribe and share with all your friends. And if you've enjoyed listening, I'd love it if you'd leave me a five-star review. 